Welcome to the Podness with Face, Pat, and Tiz. So, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Podness, the show of three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. As always, I'm your boy Tiz, one third of the Podness, and I'm along with. It's the other third of the partners, the Padawan Hill, along with was that this is facing the place. I don't know where I am in the race, but I can guarantee you I ain't in last place. What's happening with y'all this week, man? Man, it's not a bad week. Um had some gut issues today, so I was out of work, so that sucked. Um hopefully it's not the what it was a couple of years ago. Um, so we, we chilling on that, but overall, you know, life is good today. Um, son had a good day with virtual school. Wife was productive at her job. Contractors have started. Uh, they done fixed the walls. So we got walls all through our house again. Um, hey. They haven't started painting yet, but they have started putting in the floor. And so the floor is about to start getting done. So. After we finish recording, I got to move all the stuff out of here. And then, uh, yeah, man, they're coming on in tomorrow morning to get that knocked out. Um, so life ain't too bad, man. How you face? Man, creative as hell. Getting the store popping off this week. Artreclothing.com. Come check us out, baby. Um, but, yeah, other than that, just chilling, man. I ain't go to work today, man. I woke up, got problems there. Of course, I don't know if it was nerves or just something I ate, but something kept me from moving. So I just had to call out, get myself together. It took a couple hours to get me back on my feet. But after that, woke up with a, like a the feeling of re, being revitalized. You know, like I got that second wind in me. And like I, um, I went super saiyan a little bit real quick when I woke up. And I got up with a, 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 a God giving energy to move around and clean and do some shit. So I got up, I got some shit, and um, I got creative, opened the store back up, put some new designs up there, got my sock game going on today. Pastels just came out today. Uh, Pastels just came out today. And um, just that's about it, man. Just moving around, got with the kids, got with the wife, just went on a family outing, came back in, and I'm here with my family, my, my other family, my brothers, my partners. Hey. Hey. A partner. What Hopefully this pot. Uh, hopefully this pod flu is over. Uh, oh. Whatever it was, man, both of us out of commission today. But uh, yeah, man, uh, ready to talk this shit. And uh, we got some shit to talk about this week. Um, so I ain't gonna even hold back no further. Uh, let's go ahead and get off into it. Uh, I'm gonna start the show off with the good shit, so we can get through that. Um, because there is some 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 fuckery, as Pat would say. Um, uh-huh. in in the midst that we're gonna discuss. Um, so let's get off into the good shit, the great shit, the wonderful shit that Black people are doing, experiencing, receiving, and creating out here in the world. And the first story comes to us from BlackNews.com, and it is about a Black mom and daughter duo making history by opening an apparel store in one of LA's most luxurious malls. So. Lakeisha Jackson and her daughter, Caitlin, are making history as the first African-American mom and daughter duo to open a Black-owned lifestyle athletic leisure apparel store for women at the high-end Topanga Mall in Los Angeles. Their company, SGH Apparel, is a lifestyle brand dedicated to super women who are movers and shakers, risk takers, and goal getters Their line of 
athleisure products includes trendy sports bras, leggings, shorts, t-shirts, tanks, crop tops, and more for women on the go. So if you're a woman on the go, if you like your sporty clothing that can, you know, kind of go from one phase to another of the day, you know what I mean? Holla at these ladies, especially if you are in the LA area, uh, Lakeisha Jackson and Caitlin Jackson, uh, mother-daughter duo. Really dope, man. Making history out here in the world. So, yeah, man. Dopeness. Loving this entrepreneurial spirit that I'm seeing spark up in uh, our people lately. Like, I feel like the pandemic has been horrible in a lot of ways, but one of the good ways is that it's sparking a lot of people's creativity and having them just kind of reach for their passions. So, I love it. If it's a curse. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But shout out to Lakeisha and Caitlin Jackson. Uh, the next story comes to us from blacknews.com as well. And HBCU makes an offer to recruit a team basketball player with one arm. Hansel Emmanuel Donato Dominguez, a 17-year-old from, from Florida who is a star basketball player with just one arm, has been offered a full scholarship to play for Tennessee State University and HBCU in Nashville. At the age of six, Emmanuel had his left arm amputated when a wall collapsed on him while he was playing in his native Dominican Republic. His father was able to rescue him, but only after two hours of being trapped, causing him to lose his arm. Despite the limitation, Emmanuel pushed through and became a skillful basketball player. He moved to the United States in 2020 after receiving a scholarship to play basketball at Life Christian Academy in Kissimmee, Florida. Most recently, he earned his Division I offer, and he took to Instagram to say, blessed to receive my first D1 offer from Tennessee State University. His parents, especially his father, Hansel Salvato Donato, who was a former basketball player in the Dominican Republic, are proud of him. So shout out to our Afro-Latino brother, Hansel Emmanuel Donato Dominguez. One-armed dude out here hooping on him, proving, you know, ain't no limitations, ain't no excuses, ain't no reason you can't reach for your goal like if he could do it with one arm us to us able-bodied folk ain't got no damn excuse so reach for your dream folks shout out to the young king you do more with one arm than i can bro <laughs> you hear me you hear me this next uh, story is coming to us from news one and it is could restoring voting rights to formerly incarcerated people explain the number of black senators so we got a new ruling in North Carolina that's uh, coming, that's going to be putting an end to a racist practice that dates back to the Civil War, and it could lead to more Black U.S. senators. So fulfilling a promise over 50 years in the making, the North Carolina court extended the right to vote to people formerly incarcerated for felonies. Lawyers and advocates say that this is the single largest grant of voting rights in North Carolina since 1965 Voting Rights Act was passed. In a two-to-one decision, a North Carolina State Superior Court panel of judges found that the law disallowing formerly incarcerated people from voting unless they have completed probation or parole was unconstitutional. The written opinion is expected later this week. So later this week, we should be getting that in writing. Um, people with felonies in the state of North Carolina, um, hey, man, if you're on probation or parole, you're going to still be able to vote. And that's a large black voter block in North Carolina that's about to get voting rights. So uh, yeah. I, I definitely can see how this is about to lead to some heavy swings in that state. So shout out to them. Please make sure this gets put into black and white. Please, please, please. When the polls come, y'all people that have been disenfranchised before now, y'all get out there and vote. 
have your voice heard uh, and let this be a lesson and uh, uh, a pathway to other states to do the same type of thing. Oh, man. Gotta get out there on that pole. I mean. <laughs> All on that pole. <laughs> I'm done, yo. What the fuck? How are we about to go there tonight? Here we go. All right, we're gonna get to the all right. Uh, I believe um Virginia, they already passed something that the fellas can. Come on, Eastern, um, Eastern, Eastern Shore. I think so. I'm looked that up, but I believe so with the last um name, Terry. I can't pronounce his last name, but it was the governor that pronounced that. And I had something in the mail that said something about that. So well, come on, lead the way east, east Coast, because uh, West Coast been uh, coming strong these past few weeks. So, uh, East Coast, let's go now. Come on with it. Um, and in the next story, um, another law coming in our favor. It's rare that that happens, but we getting to them this week. And this, again, comes from NewsOne.com. A new Illinois law will ban schools from discriminating against natural hairstyles. So, for the longest, you know, we've been kind of our natural locks, our natural hair coils, our natural whatever you want to call them has been kind of frowned upon. So now we're going to be able to rock our hair piece. So hairstyles can oftentimes be the ultimate form of personal expression, especially during those formative years of adolescence into early puberty. Many black boys and girls, unfortunately, don't know what that freedom feels like when they go to school, since many institutions have rules in place that determine what's considered to be an appropriate hairstyle. Thankfully, the state of Illinois is changing that policy with a new law prohibiting schools from ruling against braids, twists, and any hairstyle historically associated with race and ethnicity. So this is going to look out also for other people of native descent who have hairstyles that kind of go along with whatever their native cultures are. But Black people, no longer will they be able to kick you out of schools, tell you you can't play a sport or do all of this in Illinois. Um, if you got locks or braids or cornrows or whatever the case may be, if you got Bantu knots, whatever it is, you wear your hair. So uh, this is signed by Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. The ruling was inspired by four-year-old Black student Gus Jet Hawkins, who was instructed to take his braids out since it violated the dress code at his school in Chicago. Fittingly enough, the measure was actually named after him, officially being called the Jet Hawkins Law. So... Shout out to Illinois Governor uh, J.B. Pritzker for doing the right thing. And hopefully other states, you know, again, man, let, let's get these dumb laws that are still on these antiquated laws that are still on the books just eradicated. So we can go on and uh, move on to more pressing issues like new things that are coming on the rack. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Illinois, man. Lots um, is a form of uh, rebellion anyway from um just on the that. origin of it anyway. And I was going to say that. that's dope to have Shake a your dreads. Shake your nappy dreads. <laughs> you yeah. hear me? Boy! Boy, if you don't get the hell out of here with that shit. <laughs> if y'all can see face right now. He ain't over here nothing. <laughs> About to put a quick... To have, <laughs> it's dope to have a, a law in your name. Yeah, Man, he got a dope law. name. Man, he, on, he got a legacy already, and he's still a kid. He's four years old. I am the law. Literally. You hear me? Um, and then the last feel-good news story of the week, Charleston Poet Laureate pens a children's book on Black music. 
So Charleston's perennially, perennially creative poet laureate, Marcus Unmaker, has a new project just in time for the school year. This one is meant expressly for the next generation of music enthusiasts. This book is the first to be published by Free Verse Press, a new independent publisher of poetry books in the Charleston area. The company also produces Charleston's Free Verse Poetry Festival. But through rhythmic poetry and captivating visuals, Black music is, minds Black music's role in culture around the world. And it does so through the ears of an engaging main character in the feline variety. In a nod to jazz, his name is Bebop the Cat. So Black Music Is is the name of the book. And Poet Laureate, uh, what is his name? Hot diggity dog. Marcus A. Maker, Poet Laureate from Charleston, South Carolina. Got this book out. So uh, if you're looking for a cool book uh, for children ages 8 to 12, go ahead and, you know, look this look for this book. Uh, it even uses a local Charleston artist, Nathan Durfee, as the illustrator. So um, it's a love letter to African-American music and history. So get out here, man, and support that book if you can, if, if you know, if it so suits your heart. But yeah, man, black black literacy out here. And, you know, it's supporting music, which is definitely strong in our culture and speaks to our children's mind. Our children actually learn better through rhythmic learning. So getting them exposed to music at an early age actually helps to increase their math and science scores. So get them into it, man. And Bebop and Rocksteady do not be beefing with Bebop the cat. That's, we, we don't need these cartoon on cartoon beats. I know that was random, but I just felt like saying. Man, get the <laughs> hell out of here with that book. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. So that is the positive black news you can use. Um, hopefully that lifted your week, inspired you. And it's definitely been a week where we can use some good news um, because it's been a lot of bullshit. Um, I've sat back because I wanted to wait until we recorded uh, and I didn't want to sully um, the feel good vibe of our live show. You didn't ask us, but every Saturday on Facebook and uh, YouTube and nine, I mean, every Sunday at 930 on Facebook and YouTube. But uh, I didn't want to sully that. Yeah, I didn't want to sully that vibe um, with this. But we got to talk about it, man. Brother Polite and these rape charges. So polite. Um, okay, it's a few things that I wanted to get into. It's a few angles I wanted to discuss with y'all about this. Um, basically, based on like we know what the charges are, he's a disgusting animal, and the fact that um, evidence has already kind of started pointing his way is horrible. Um, but for those that don't know out there, Brother Polite, um, Michael Nowak, whatever you want to call him, um, from the Sarnetta, what I call it, the House of Hotel Hustlers. Who's brought us people like Uma, who brought us people like uh, Sarah Sutensetti and others. Um, it's like the Grifter Shop, uh, the Hassan Campbell, all of these guys come through Sarnell's camp. Um, but anyway, Brother Polite, um, who has already been known as a scammer in our community, um, oh, running man. several different financial scams. Um, he's been exposed by people like Pocket Watching with JT. Uh, Real, real accounting react so please check out that um expose that he did on him um but he's been shady um he's now been accused of raping a 14 year old girl the details of the story according to the police report are that polite and the mother of the girl and the girl were in miami 
and they were out partying. Um, the mother of the girl went back to the hotel that they were sharing. She allowed the girl to go with Polite to another club, an after-hour spot or something like that, where they went. Brother Polite fed the girl drinks, took her back to a separate hotel, where he then began to orally rape her and furthermore. Um, DNA was found on the girl's face and scarf that she had on her head, I guess. Um, and the DNA supposedly matches Brother Polite allegedly. Uh, and this is all according to the, like the police report and the news reports that's out there. Um, obviously, I wasn't in the room, but I definitely believe that when DNA said it is you, buddy, you're a disgusting creep. You're a disgusting fucking human being. And I hope whatever extent of the law happens to you and whatever behind bars, I hope whatever prison justice that needs to be levied happens to you. Um, he has been accused of this before, um, even by Sarnetta. Um, Sarnetta, a few years back, um, actually accused him of taking a young girl. I think that this girl's like 15 from her family, 15 or 16 from her family. Um, so this isn't new allegations, sadly. Um, but having being said that polite is a disgusting creep, this young lady did not deserve that. No child deserves to be abused. Um, and this child is completely innocent in all of this. So anybody that would be, for one, I saw some people online. Okay, so it's three lines that I wanted to throw out there to y'all that I've heard online, and I wanted to get y'all takes on it and give my take and just kind of build on it. So the first uh, thing that I heard out there was the most disgusting thing I'll deal with that first. People actually saying stuff like, why this young girl being so fast? Why is she going to the club by herself with this dude? Like, it's her fault that she was in all of these situations. Why is she dressing like an adult? Why is she hanging with this dude? Why, why is she drinking? All of this. How do y'all feel about that? What are y'all takes on those comments? Is there any validity to those comments to y'all? That, that's my comment. The no, I think I no, I think out of the three of us, my opinion gonna be because I got a daughter almost just that same age. My daughter will be 13 in a few weeks. Um, first, as a father, I'm trying to hold my composure as much as I can because shit like that, anything I did with girls, especially, just ticks me the fuck off because I have I have girls. You feel me? I was raised by women, so anything like that really just sends me off the edge anyway. Um, as far as people commenting on what the little girl wore. Um, one, she don't buy her own clothes. Um, she may dress herself, but she don't buy her own clothes and she don't have no job. So that boils down to the parents. The parents had to buy the outfits. You feel me? Now she may dress herself. Cool. She may have an inkling of what she may want to wear, but it's up to the parents to decide, yeah, you can wear this or I can buy this for you or no. Both down to the parents. Um, where is she allowed to go? She was with her mother. Her mother went back to the play, to the hotel, and she proceeded to go out with a, a, an older gentleman who she was already out with her mother. So once again, boils down to the parents. Um, basically, everything I'm saying, it boils down to the parents when you look at what this little girl is supposed to be responsible for, because the parents play a role in this. Now, the adult males in a situation dashingly low down dirty i'm not even going to sell you our content with what i really want to call him but everyone who knows knows um we still have another person in jail who accused who accused of doing the same thing we just have tapes of that guy and he's just now getting to jail mr kelly um 
So why is this guy not behind bars based on these allegations and proof is already coming up? Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if he's out on the street, y'all giving everybody willing and aim to go do what they want to do to his thing. Um, that's just the way I'm looking at it. At no point in time should you blame the victim. All this victim blaming of 2021 is really getting on my nerves because at the end of the day, this is a child. This is not an adult. This is not a grown woman who knew I'm drinking this alcohol and it's going to make me feel this way and it's going to lower my inhibitions. No, because she's 14. She has no inhibitions. 14. As a child. I don't care what country you're in. You're 14. You're still a child. You're not mature enough to make adult right. decisions. No child in this situation should be blamed or looked at anything too or or like they have a part to play in this. She was just a victim. She went along with somebody she thought she could trust. They put them in, put her in a situation that she couldn't do nothing about. Oh, now, in my time as a child, when I was 17, sure, it was girls younger than that dressing to be older. But I was a child at that time, too. So me looking at that, I knew they were children. So an adult man looking at those kids know their children, too. It's the difference between a grown woman dressing to be grown and dressing sexy and a child attempting to dress as a grown woman looking to be sexy. It's a big difference. Difference. And any man who looks at a child who is attempting to dress sexy and finds that sexy, something's wrong with that man. I'm sorry. That's just yeah. what it is. It's a sickness, but you don't need the type of treatment we're trying to give to you. You need that old school, that old school type of treatment. Because you out here being a predator to these young girls, man, like, I'm sorry. I have no love, no, no nothing behind. Whatever happens to this man, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just me. And that's my personal, personal opinion as a father. You feel me? I have two young, beautiful girls. And if any man would ever touch them, I would have no problem sitting behind bars for the rest of my life with a big smile on my face, knowing that I did whatever I needed to do to that person. Because once again, my girls, my kids, don't harm kids, man. Yeah, I like that. Don't. One second with that dude in a private space. I, mean, I don't. I don't get down with people hurting adults either. I really don't like violence. I'm, I know as much as I speak on my Second Amendment right here, yeah, that's the Second Amendment. Excuse me, a Second Amendment right to defend myself. I'm not going out and being violent. I'm, a, I'm totally against violence until I have no recourse but to be violent. But any violence against kids is not tolerated, man. It's zero tolerance, and it should be zero tolerance worldwide for violence against kids, man. Because once again, they didn't actually come to this world, and until yeah. they're grown. The decisions that you feel me like their parents still have a heavy weight and, and play a heavy part of the, the, the decisions a child makes because it's up to you to teach the child right from wrong and teach the child where to be and what not to do and shit like this. When I was raised, I was always told pick my friends like I pick my pick my outfits. I ain't gonna wear anything, so don't surround myself with anybody. Watch the situation you put yourself in. You feel me? Always watch about these are things I was taught, not things I ideally know because I didn't grow knowing have that knowledge. When I was raised, I was raised given that knowledge to not put myself in such a situation. So that young girl, you want to say she put herself in a situation? Cool, that's your opinion. But realize that at the end of the day, if she put herself in a situation, her parents didn't teach her how not to. Right. What say you, Pat? What do you think about people uh, basically like face saying victim shaming or blaming the girl for her situation? We need to watch those people that's blaming the girl. Yeah, every last person that got the bold enough to say that, 
crazy enough to say all that, we need to watch them because they are condoning behavior like this and it shouldn't be condoned at all. Like victim blame, like that shit is just, that's just, you're a trash human being for doing that. Like she's a girl, she, she was under the influence. She was actually under adult supervision, but it was the wrong adult supervisor. Cause like that was her, that was his girlfriend's daughter, right? His, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So like automatically you think you're in a safe safe spot because right. that's the guy that your mom's dealing with. Right. Or whatever. Right, and absolutely. He's in the public eye, so you don't think he's gonna do anything crazy because he's in the public eye, but man, people get in that public eye. I feel like it's a culture of people it's like some intercultural people or whatever that just like think they want to stay in a certain I don't know certain status they can do whatever the fuck they want and it's, it's no repercussions about it because it's them yeah. or whatever because they believe some type of distorted view on life some distorted belief system that don't exist something like that and that's what I feel like Brother Polite is on he ain't no call that on that. Ain't nobody put like that. Nobody, fuckers. Yeah, uh, I just, I just called him that because that's just what the fuck I remember his name is, or whatever, or whatever. His other name, I don't know what it is, but brother scumbag. <laughs> um, brother yeah, that's, rapist. Uh, and this is the second time, and I mean, and, and then it's just like it. He's part of that culture where they rape. They also rape the truth. Um, man, don't let me X this out there because I know that that word gets like flag or whatever. But he grapes the truth, yeah, pretty much. And and what I mean by that is like they'll get some some statistic or whatever that's actual fact, or just they'll build off of knowing all these statistics and knowledge about how messed up the system is, so they can gain. Um, rapport with people around them and gain a following or whatever but it's really so they can boost up their ego and get to a certain point that they can do whatever the fuck they want to do right when you say boost up the ego to do whatever the fuck they want to do that is exactly where I want to go next Um, so the next angle I saw that I wanted to just get y'all take on man and just kind of uh, vent on Um, why is it that whenever a black man is charged with this type of thing. Instead of saying, okay, let's see what happened, or maybe he did really do this, all of their supporters always immediately go to, oh, they just hate him for their money, or it's because he's black, or like, why can't we criticize our own people? Why does it have to be hate just because, like, why do we have to support somebody no matter what their charges are just because they're black? Well, I'm going to say, I don't know why they do. Because my support is a hard thing to gain. So if I do support you and some shit come out, I, shit, if I got a reasonable doubt, I'm going to look at you sideways until the truth comes out. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the way it is. I don't give a fuck what the justice system or what America says, innocent to prove guilty. No, you get it to prove innocent. And that's the way I keep it. Like, fuck it. Like, I don't give a fuck what color you are. Talk trash about your ass anyway. Because everybody talk trash and <laughs> fuck. Mm. I feel like you know all the people who who act like that. They under that same old fashioned thing. 
oh, we got to stick together regardless. Oh, oh we can't let they put the black man down. Oh, fuck, right? we'll call you. Black people do dirt too. Shit. Just because I'm yeah. pro black, don't black stupid. Yeah, keep, yep, 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 yep. Oh, I'm no, with you 100%. You're going to turn a, a blind eye to your actions just because you black. The fuck? I'm going to look at your actions 10 times harder because I'm like, man, you black. You should know better. The fuck? You know what the cause we're trying to go to. You you know what we're fighting for. And right. you're doing stupid shit. So I'm stronger, 10 times harder. The fuck? Right. I ain't going to Let's turn a blind eye. He black. No, it can't be true. Motherfucker, you ain't innocent just because you black. Your color don't, your color don't mean nothing. You born with that color. That's the same thing we tell white people. Our color don't mean we're bad. Your color don't mean you good either. So exactly. the same same shit we keep preaching at these white folks about our color. Black folks realize the same shit goes the same way with you with this, this damn color. Just because you black don't mean you're immune right. to criticism. You're not. Absolutely. They talked about Jesus. You better than Jesus? Nope. Ain't nobody. We gonna talk. Uh, what say you? Um, man? I'm bouncing off what they said because, like, like I said, what I said earlier, they built, they build this PR wall of, hey, he was the guy that said this, he was the guy that said this, he's the guy that brought this to attention, or whatever, and we don't want to lose that, or whatever. But at the same time, the 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 other perspective I have with that is that, just like you have Trump supporters that no matter like like you have christian trump supporters or whatever and no matter what he's accused of or what he's seen or, or what he's obviously just been recorded said or what he just said yesterday or or this that and the third they will defend wholeheartedly you're gonna have the same thing i even i think i said that before like about umar or whatever like like he's like a black trump without the money, pretty much. This is the same type of situation or whatever. Charismatic people can build a following fast or whatever. Like you've seen it with cult leaders like Jim Jones and stuff like that. Charismatic people can build a following fast or whatever, but it's the same thing. It's just like what they said, just because you're black doesn't mean you're all around good or whatever. And these hotep, these hotep, um hustlers as uh tis coined it or whatever they build a they pander to black men basically they pander the black men on a level of that we're on some divine bloodline where we can't do no wrong or whatever right like, um because we don't have we don't have recorded history to ever show that we did all around wrong like we had before, but I definitely wanna say as far as the little girl, people blaming her, you're as sick as him. Period, point blank. You're as sick as him if you believe that. And I want 31 seconds in private with you and him. Um as far okay. as as far as um us being able to criticize, I feel like exactly what y'all said. Like I am all for black people in general but on an individual basis i still can judge you just like i don't hate white people but on the individual basis i might hate a white person i may hate a black person depending on how bad they have done something to harm people that i care about or the human race in general so like we gotta stop 
putting these people up on a pedestal to where they infallible and where we can't like, where they're above mm-hmm. critique. Like everybody is able to be critiqued, especially if you are a public figure. Now, if you're a private person and your business is private and people snooping around, well, that's one thing. But your stuff out in the public, you are a public figure. You know that people are going to have an opinion on the things you do. So it is incumbent upon you to not do shit that, for one, allows us to have a negative opinion. But then, two, when we have a negative opinion, you're not above that. Your black skin doesn't make you impervious to being a fucked up person. Some people are just bad people. And I think that's the scary part when we get to when I watch people over this past week, like literally like ride hard for this dude. Even as DNA evidence is coming out and all that, and I'm like, but but do y'all see what this dude did? Like, damn how you feel about his rhetoric, how you feel about whatever, whatever, whatever. Take his color out of it, take what you feel about him out of it, and just look at the bare minimum facts. The dude is accused of raping a child. You're not going to tell me that's okay. And the moral of this polite story, y'all, is he's for a, one, he's a scumbag. He's definitely a disgusting scumbag. And I won't private time with a pause. I want to shake his hand in person, but but not with my hands. I got something else to, uh, I would, yeah. Second Amendment would be very much useful with him. Um, allegedly, if he did this. But y'all know people. And lastly, Black men. We got to stand up and damn this bro code or there's no snitching or whatever the case may be. And when we know people are on fuck shit, we got to hold them accountable, whether that be through street justice or through the law. This man had already been accused of this a few years ago in a haven of black men. And none of those black men stood the hell up and actually called him out for it in a way that was substantial enough to get him get charges brought up when they knew the shit that he was doing. If you can call it out when you're being catty because he you mad at him over some money shit, then you can call him out on it and take that shit to the police if you got evidence on that. And anybody else in that camp or in his camp that knew about this, that is a black man. And I'm talking to black men because I can't blame black women for whatever they did because I'm not in charge of them. But I can say as a black man, we in the same club and it ain't no way in the world you will tell me a black man will be around me. And I know that they fuck around doing shit like this. And I don't say someone handle that shit way before. As soon as I know about it, that shit's supposed to be handled. And any other black man is supposed to stand on the same principles. That's my opinion. But I feel like that opinion is super valid. And if you feel differently, I got to question your morals in life. I got to question it. Are you definitely a black man or not? Because the shit shouldn't have got this far. Point blank period. We knew shit was wrong. And some of us, you know, we stopped supporting them, but we didn't have the evidence. But them black men that's sitting around in his camp, like I ain't gonna blame people that, that may have been in the supporter camp because up until now, we ain't really had no, no real charges and no real evidence. So I get it. I, I, I respect it. I understand. I can't blame you for just not knowing. But now that we know, or them people that was in his camp that knew from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We got to stop in our community being quiet to try to save people because they black or they black men or they are boy or they are homegirl or they because they uncle, whatever, or auntie, whatever. This shit got to stop, yo. We got to care enough about our black women, our black children and our black men that have been abused. And, and we got to actually put an end to this shit, man. And that's the morals of that story. Damn it. I can tell you what.
the partners, we got manners, but we damn sure ain't polite. And we don't stand on nothing that, if you stand on anything similar to what polite stand on, man, we fuck you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And that's all I had to say about that. That's all my topics for this week, fellas. It's on you, Pat. When a person is, it is, yeah. oh man, with a, with a person, when a person show you who they are, believe it. And I want to show y'all who I am right now. I am full of the fuckery. <laughs> full of the fuckery this week. Because this week I have a full of it. stuff. So it's time. It's time, y'all. It's time. What is this? It's episode 40? For the good. This is episode 40, right? It's, uh, I think it is episode 40. Yes. 40. Oh, 40, 40. Oh, shit. 10 episodes to 50. All right. But let's get this show on the road. It's time for the good and fuckery. Oh, yeah. Good and fuckery. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so let me let me get the good. I'm gonna go with the good first, and then we're gonna get right into the fuckery part because the fuckery is hilarious this week. All right, all right, all right. In Norfolk, an opera singer and Norfolk native, Frederick Valentine. And the crazy thing is, Valentine is actually a boulevard in Norfolk, but yeah, is celebrated a major achievement in his professional opera singing career, winning a Grammy. So, but if y'all don't know, yeah, we got some Grammys. This is some Grammys coming out of the seven five seven. This is a usual thing. Don't. Let's go VA. It's a usual thing. Let's um, go. Let's go. Another person from Norfolk. Uh, Norfolk welcomes Olympic silver medalist um, Keyshawn Davis. So another achievement. Silver medalist uh, Keyshawn Davis from Norfolk. Just wanted to shout Stand that up, out. Stand up, VA. Let's go. Let's go, VA. Um, Stand up. So, outside of VA, Roy Jones Jr. and Felix Trinidad is entering the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. I thought that was cool because I, I think Felix was, Roy. Like my, Felix, uh, was one of my favorites just off of cockiness or whatever. And Roy, you know, Roy Jones, we all know about Roy Jones. Of course, of course. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot! I was waiting for tears to see it. <laughs> Y'all waiting. must have forgot, forgot! That's Tiz boy, Roy Jones. <laughs> Damn right, boy. Buddy oh, here! That was, I thought, for some reason, can't I was like, touch, can't be stopped, can't be moved, can't be rocked. We hide. Whole, when will you whole, dig us burn? That whole period of Roy Jones Jr. songs was, Yo, was so hilarious. To me. That y'all came out right in that three six mafia, Pastor Troy, Young Bloods era where we just get crunk music. Mm-hmm. It was perfect timing to knock a nigga out. And who better to sing about knocking a nigga out than Roy Jones? The most talented boxer of all time, I should say. Mm. I will I want to bring this up since I um since you brought it up or whatever, but all music now is basically three six. What? All music now is basically three six mafia. Like 
hi-hats, the style, sometimes the, uh, the, the minor key, darker tones with, with the, the 808 drums or whatever, like, I can see a little bit of sprinkle of 3-6 in there. And I'm about to say what the hell you talking about, but then I realized how many three, people have sampled them. 3-6 Mafia, man. It's very they are, they are heavy influence. I ain't gonna say it's all of them, but I say they definitely are heavy influence. They wanted they, I was, they wanted the pillars. I, I'm not gonna say I you know I exaggerated, but you know this you you can hear a sprinkle of, of three. No, hyperbole aside, you want something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that might on be a topic music. next week right there. Oh yeah, I I can I can build on that. I can build on that. I just uh. I kind of just put somebody on the three six not too long ago because mm-hmm. they were listening to another group mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, I'll save it for the I'll save it for a topic for next week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, on music. There we go. Uh, Kendrick Lamar last album is rumored to drop this week. He said this is okay. going to be his last album, and he's moving on to bigger. I'm not gonna say better things or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing he, to do? You're gonna be an executive? Because I'm like, what else are you known for talent wise? Oh, he's been dabbling with a lot of like, I would say, tech in the techie field on okay. a low. Okay. Like he got like a techie company, um, like a tech. So he about to pull like, a million now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I've, I've seen it. He got like this one website i'll I'll have to look it up and build on it or whatever but and i think he got his own artist now so he probably uh baby king so i think he's going to work on that too but he he got a lot of things that he's working on in the background or whatever in between his music whatever but his last album the end of the the last chapter this is going to be big so well everybody king kendrick you better come hard on the last one baby Otherwise, I mean, Drake gonna solidify his him as himself as the best of his era. I'm putting him or Cole. I have not listened to a Kendrick project that I disliked. It might have been some songs that I probably listened to more than others, but the amount of songs that I listen to more than others or whatever is higher. Like you know, you have like some, you might have some artists or whatever they pull out an album or whatever and it's like three main songs you listen to and the rest of them you just listen to just to have in the background or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but with kendrick it's majority of the album i can go back to if i want to and that's just me you know other people they like i said before you know uh your cup of tea my cup of tea i'm like that with every album but butterfly I love the content of the Pimple Butterfly, but as far as like just listening, mm-hmm. it's not an easy listen for me. Like it's not like a lot of just tracks to just vibe to. So it's more of a like, I have to be in the mood for that. But the other yeah, albums yeah. that he's coming with, I'll definitely roll with you on that. Well, on the Pimple Butterfly, I like, that's one of the ones where if I want to go that deep level, I'll listen to it. But it, it's still like maybe one or two songs I just grab on the pay- playlist or whatever. Yeah, I'm not to go that deep. I'm shallow, Pat. I'm shallow as hell. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's it's probably the ones <laughs> that you can listen to every day or whatever. 
like the, the songs you could just listen to every day, like uh, King Kunta or something like that, or whatever. But I'm not gonna have on my regular uh, commute or whatever. I'm probably not gonna have the extra deep songs up there because I'm probably focused on wherever I'm going to, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be this week. King Kendrick. But, mm-hmm. So Kendrick said, "Hey." We've been waiting for Drake and Yay, and they've been bickering, fighting over whatever or whatnot, and and just been holding back on giving us the music. So I'm gonna just drop this right here. Here you go. What's uh what's the album title gonna be? We don't know yet. The, the the only I found out about this through a little he released something on Twitter and it was a little plain looking little link. That you click on to some random, um, this random site that just said how he felt about this, how he felt about releasing his last album and what he's about to go do next in a cryptic way, and then right. boom, there you go. So, so, and then uh, that's that's kind of how I felt. That's kind of how I knew he he's probably about to go the techie route. Just the way he dropped it, it was like some real techie stuff to do to have like a little link to some random website that's not really a website it's just uh a site just so you can say something to somebody to announce something pretty much okay so like uh mm-hmm. well like a web flyer almost yeah yeah like pretty much yeah do you hit it right on the dot gotcha little bit of nostalgia for y'all right quick um okay Toys R Us is back, y'all. It's, it's going to be a little shop within the shop in Macy's. They're going to start in New leave? York. Um, A couple of years back, they went out of business. Uh, that shit went bankrupt. What now? Yeah, that shit went bankrupt. They, yo. they, they went out got of... Circuit City. Uh-huh. They got Circuit City. If y'all know Circuit City, that was shit. I was about to say Radio Shack, but Radio Shack gone. It was, it was, it was best. It was before Best Buy, Best Buy, that was Radio Shack. Before Radio Shack, that was Circuit City. Exactly. Yep. So, so I remember I got in trouble for shoplifting from Circuit City. Damn, damn CD. Trying to get some yeah, yeah. bullshit too. I think it was some bullshit CDs. We want to no good CDs. Wow. <laughs> hey, time to grab something and go. Wine, sing, Tony. I want no I ain't even like Gingerbread like that. <laughs> the Bachelor. It might have been a Temple and the Magoosey beat, though. That would make sense. Temple and the Magoosey or Jay Z CD or something. Yeah. All that smoke in the air. Indeed. Indeed. Shout out. Some of the All Stars. That's the dumb part, too. I think it was a CD I already had, too, that I was just get, trying to steal so I could just sell it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be oh, it. Man. That'll be the one. Yeah. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh yeah. Toys R Us, they're releasing 400 stores in in um in different Macy's. So yeah, that okay. would be the that. Come on back, Toys R Us. All right. For my anime heads, they're doing a, a live action cowboy bebop um show on Netflix. Um uh, if y'all not familiar, Cowboy Bebop is like a bounty hunter in space type 
um, anime. And uh, mm. I'll put it this way. If you're like not Jonah anime, Hex? Yeah, I was, yeah, kind of like that. Kind of. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's coming out. Uh, they just like released some like pictures of the show and it, I was surprised because, you know, sometimes cartoon, the live action or whatever don't come out. It doesn't usually awesome. come out looking with it. No. Exactly. Like that Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, that Dragon Ball movie was trash. <laughs> but no yeah, we play. It's, it's trash. And, it's and that's worse. for good reason. It is for good reason, man. No, I'm not I'm even going to tell you to go. No, don't do it. I'll don't keep do it, it on don't the don't do see it list then. No yeah. one should watch it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like my last that Fantastic Four movie with with Michael B. Jordan. I ain't really when I saw Doc Doom, I was like, mm, yeah, that movie was horrible. Horrible. And I don't blame Michael B. Jordan like the rest of these people. I blame the movie, period, and that idea for Doctor Doom. But yeah, no hit or there. Um, like the a good but it, it's if you ever seen that movie blade runner or like mm-hmm. um like fifth element that that type of futuristic feel but this time you got bounty hunters or whatever like the face like i think you would like this if if it's got the same vibe as the anime or whatever i think you would like it mm-hmm. i'll check it out yeah mm-hmm. i'm always down for a good movie mm-hmm. but yeah it's a um it's it's gonna be a series. It's like an action series. I'll try. I'm gonna be entertained. So, time for the fuckery. Oh, oh no! Shit. One more last thing. They're doing oh. a Captain Four, Captain America Four, and after Anthony Mackie is gonna be the new Captain America. So, oh. with. With the way things went with the show, I think this is this is gonna be good. This is gonna be it good. should be um, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it's it's slowly coming out of the shell now. Yeah, the, the the show and definitely they, uh, did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed and then it. They, uh, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it. The Spider Man No Way Home trailer is out. That Woo! shit is crazy. Oh wait. This go, this, yeah, yeah, I'm hyped to see this. This is about to change the direction of everything. Everything for the next for the next phase is about to be unveiled in this. I think. I think this is about to be that watershed movie. That's like, all right, now I see where y'all are going with this. I see where mm-hmm. you went. You gotta you gotta do the slow build. It, it was the same thing with the first phase or whatever. Yeah, the slow build absolutely. But we didn't. All right, we just been, phase, we was just in that phase so long that after yeah, a while we just, it was like we were used to it. It became the norm, yeah. and then we were just surprised that these movies were actually coming out because that too. I would have never thought an Iron Man movie would came out, or a Captain America movie, or exactly. any of the movies, especially Guardians of the Galaxy. Like when I knew, yeah, when Guardians they came out, that I was like, okay, it ain't no telling where we going now. We can go anywhere. Yeah. Anything yeah. is possible. And surprisingly, Ant-Man is a good movie. Ant-Man and Ant-Man, the, the second Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man was, was dope. It's a good movie. I rock with Ant-Man. 
Jai had me weak, and the other dude that was explaining everything had me weak. I was a fan of Giant Man, though, in the uh, in the comics too, though. So I think I was already biased anyway. And then I love Paul Rudd. I think he's a fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know this. Uh, well, they explained it in the um in the second movie or whatever. But you know, it was like a a second Giant Man, I think, named Goliath. And that yes. was um, yeah, that's who um Lawrence Fishburne was playing. Pretty ah. much, he was a black he was a black dude named Goliath or whatever. So, you know, it's like millions of Avengers on the low. Yes, it is. They are one so, of the deepest crews next to X Men and X Factor. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I don't know who could be bigger between X Men and Avengers. because so, some of the X Men are Avengers. So, like, yeah. indeed. Yeah. And there are, and a lot of them are also X Factor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just remember this. Uh, it's the part right before we get into the fuckery. Because we about to get into the fuckery. Fuckery! So, we're going to start this fuckery off. But, um, hey, remember when you told us about uh, Mutombo's uh, son, Bobo? Bobo! Bobo. Bobo, make your feet feel fine. Bobo, cost $1.99. Bobo said he ain't, he ain't about to spend another dollar ninety nine on a girlfriend that uh, he just dropped because uh, <laughs> his IG model girlfriend put up a post that said "Gold Digger for Life" and he hit her with the Mutombo finger. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Damn so right. I like. Good job, Bobo. So um, we, I wanted to get. And the proper props and um give him celebration for being a man and standing up <laughs> for being rights. a man <laughs> <laughs> standing up for his rights and not taking take that, that shit for right. nobody. Good for job, nobody. Bobo. Mm-hmm. You got that so, African warrior in your king. Good job, my mm-hmm. guy. Amen. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Next amount of fuckery that that delves with the first four letters of fuckery a little bit more. Um, OnlyFans is shutting down porn in October first, and the and the well, women and the women that put OnlyFans on the map are pissed. Well, yeah. ain't nobody tell you, hey man. Everybody know making a living off selling ass has an expiration date. If you're a prostitute or a stripper, at some point your body is going to cause you to not be able to do that occupation anymore because it's not going to be you're not going to be viable to the customer base. Same thing with OnlyFans. It's a digital platform. At any point, you know, digital platforms can come and go. Shit, look at Black Planet. Mm-hmm. Look at look at everything else. Like this, it is what it is, man. Maybe I. Right. It's not even. It's not even that, but. I mean, so they got you a maybe, real damn talent or skill. Maybe OnlyFans uh, is probably the first example of this, so they can carry on with it. But if if another occurrence of 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 a form of a platform comes out like this, and it's the sex workers that build it or whatever, 
They should already have like in their business plan that all right, I need to find the next platform to jump to or whatever. Because right. it's just like with Instagram. Oh shit. It's just like with Instagram. Instagram is doing practically the same thing where um I've noticed it's a lot of it's a lot of models or IG models that build off of IG or whatever, and their stuff is getting deleted just like that. But it's, and it, I mean, from the normal regular person you might know to the the celebrity version. They, if you know, if well, I know y'all don't know because y'all are married. But <laughs> the people with the Ziggy world or whatever, y'all notice, or some of the celebrities notice that a lot of these have backup IGs now because they and I know about uh, that. I I I I I'm hip to the young kid stuff, the fence fensters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know what a fenster is. <laughs> you on mute face? Shit, I know a fenster. Yeah. I don't know none of that shit is. I don't be on the computer. I just found out what OnlyFans was a little bit ago because somebody else was talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Old man yeah. face. But um, the I mean the format of OnlyFans itself is genius. Like you don't have. I mean it's not just for sex workers. Like you could be an artist or whatever. The only reason why I would not use it is because it's just known for the the sex worker part or whatever. But the way they have things set up or whatever, like you could sell art. Like if you, let's take the sex worker part out of it. If you like, no, you can't take that part out of it. They sell pussy on there, Pat. No, I'm saying as far as the format, they sell pussy and penis. I'm I'm saying as far as the format or whatever. If you were just an artist and you sold music or whatever like that, Pat. Every time they come up with a format like that, people gonna use it to sell pussy and penis, Pat. This shit is the oldest occupation in the world. People been, se- people been selling people been selling pussy and penis and drawing pictures of it and shit on walls and all kinds of weird shit for all the human history. I'm 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 saying that you can say that you know as far as all uh, social media, you could, uh, shit, MySpace or whatever. I was just saying as far yep, as yep, it's old pussy. And penis. I'm sorry, if, that's why they keep saying. That. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying if if. If it was another format like that and it was just dedicated to just art and music or whatever, it would still be the same format as OnlyFans. It's just that OnlyFans was taken over by pretty much sex workers. I don't want to say taken over, but I would say promoted and boosted and made known by the sex workers. So, hey. So, taken um, over. But. Yeah. Like this, in the next five to ten years, it will become legal to have legal online prostitution. It will be because it comes against free will. No one's stopping anyone going there, as long as they have the right things to prohibit underage people from having that access there. Mm-hmm. They're going to end up making it legal because they can tax it. Anything that can be taxed will become legal. It's a money game. And at the end of the day, as long as everyone else is looking at everything else around it and not looking at the center of what moves all things, money, money's going to do it. But right now, there's too many people complaining and not enough revenue coming from it. 
But wait, watch until it comes in the billions. They're gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gotta do something about this shit. Only fans ain't in the billions yet, y'all don't think? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's look at the gross. I don't think they're in the billions. But I think what Face is saying. Because you got people always going to cap about how much money they're making. People always want to, yeah, I'm making this much. If people know it's no true way of you finding out how much money they truly make, they're going to cap about how much they make. So most of the people are saying, I make this, I make this all the fans. How do I really know that's what you make? You can make a percentage of that. And you just came up with, no, I'm going to say this. And that's going to make people think I'm all this. So that's going to drive more people to my shit so I can make more money. I know all them, all them schemes, man. I know all, all, all that advertising schemes and all that shit. Come on now. Be more creative than that. But it says, my thing is, I look at marijuana. Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Well, I, I was saying that the um, they say that it started with a 6.6 million in profit and went up to 60 million in profit. And the, um, mm-hmm. the founder, uh, Timothy Stokely, Mm-hmm. They say his net worth is around 120 million. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. So it, is, so it ain't a billion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I look at this. Something else that was really made legal that was illegal for a long time. Now, nothing's been illegal as long as prostitution. But marijuana, that was damned. Look at it as illegal. Oh, it's from the devil and all this other shit until we start making it legal based on the income it could derive for us. When states alone, a single state can make millions by itself off tax revenue, then they look at it, well, shit, if we pass all the states, look how much, look how much we make, shit. We need to go ahead and tell you, this shit done, man, come on now. And then we could tie in, we could say it's for the black folks, but we really know it's for the money. Come on now. They gonna end up saying it, it's for women. It's for women's liberation. It's for women's yep. rights. We let them be able to do what they want to do. Who we say women can't do this and sell their bodies because they want to? It's the oldest crap. They gonna make it seem like it's for something else, but it's for money. Five to ten years. Yo, your white supremacist voice is hilarious. Come on now, we'll say it's for black folk. <laughs> I'm telling you, five to ten years. Wow, come on, Jack. Don't be there. It's gonna be well, because you gotta look at you had backpage, you had Craigslist, you had OnlyFans. The technology keeps and keeps advancing, and what they do keeps advancing. Uh-huh. They gonna get tired of advancing, try to advance past something. Like man, just let them have it, give it to them. We get the money out of this shit. Uh-huh. Well, I I just want people to know anything if if you. Uh, part of a community and you advance a tech company eventually after a while the freedoms that you had before is going to come with stipulations once they get to a certain amount of media fame and acknowledgement or whatever this is the same thing that happened to that um app tumblr tumblr was like the wild wild west you could see any damn thing up there and you sometimes you you see shit you don't want to see Oh no! But Tumblr got bought out by, I believe, Yahoo, and then after that happened, all the stipulations kicked up. <clears throat> at that point, at that point, everybody that was on Tumblr doing crazy shit, they started, and I think that's when they jumped to OnlyFans or whatever. 
And OnlyFans ah. is only doing the same thing that Tumblr did and other companies done before. Same thing with IG. Shoot. Um, Twitter is still the wild, wild west or whatever when it comes yeah, it to is. crazy stuff on the internet. But now OnlyFans, they're seeking... Remember, you said they're not at $1 billion yet, but they're seeking, uh, seeking uh, funding at valuation above for like $1 billion. So they're mm-hmm. talking about you know, getting somebody to get the company more mainstream and getting investors so they can get to that one billion mark, like the rest of the formats or whatever. And yeah. once they talk about that, once they get to a certain point like that, that's when they start putting in the stipulations because those people that is funding them and putting all this money in, know it, know they can't market something that's too risque to the full public. And that's when the big bucks start rolling in. Yep. So it's the same thing. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with Instagram. Um, all the rest of them. Once they, once they, once, once the community builds it up to a certain point, that's when the stipulations come in. <clears throat> if you build all it, the rules, they will. You get it. into the Facebook jails. You, you shit. You end up like boosting thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Boosie Bennett. Like, there is freedom of speech, but when you on a format, you on a platform or whatever, you still, you're still under There's the a private company that, that run it. You under the whatever they want you to do. Anytime you're dealing with a private institution, it's <clears> up to them. Even if the even if what they're running is public, the more public it is, if they're private the more stipulations it's going to be. When I say private, I just mean it ain't government ran. So it ain't subject to like uh, certain, you know, discrimination laws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. This is what I don't get. People act like they got such a hard time understanding they can't say this on certain platforms. When you was in your mama house, could you say certain shit? No. You was under her house and her rules. You on IG, you go under IG rules. Indeed. You go on Facebook, you on the Facebook rules. You want to do what you want, you make your own shit. Indeed. There you go. Don't get mad when they have penalties and rules and you violate them. It's a page on there to put the rules. You choose not to read them. It just instantly scroll all the way up, click I agree, so I'm going to continue. Read this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally read agree it. with that. Read. It's not legal yet. You can still read. Uh, it's totally legal. It is that. I'll be honest, I don't be reading it, but I already know there's stipulations. That I'm already smart enough to know there's stipulations. It's just like if somebody gave me a whole paragraph on a text message and I know they're mad or something like that. I'm not reading all that shit. But <laughs> you know they mad. Now, I, but I know you mad. So I might actually, depending on how much I care, I might text back. I'm not reading all that shit. So they'll know. At least I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? But no, here, here I'm all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like the anytime you're making money off another um internet platform, it, it's a hustle just like anybody else. It's just like if you're hustling on somebody else's street, pretty much, and they're allowing you to hustle. They're allowing you a hustle for a good amount of time until they get to a point or whatever that they're gonna have to clear house. Pretty much. And that's it. That's it. And um, detected there, boss. 
last on the good and fuckery. Tesla bots. They're here. They're real. Nigga, they're what? Tesla, Tesla bots. bots. What is that? Like, like Tesla robots? robots. Is that that John that was doing like cartwheels and all that shit? I don't know if I seen. It. I just seen the video. I I know that. Look, the design for it looked cool as heck. It looked like something I would design for my comic book. You know That's what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, I feel like I designed it. I designed an alien character that looked like a Tesla bot, real. But they say they're designed with they're designed with like stipulations like. They then they can't they can't hit hit you or whatever they're docile or something What's, like that. What stop them from hitting you? They have like a um do they got arms program. and hands and robot hands? Yes. Three laws. They, they're humanoid. They can hit they're humanoid. I, I, I look yeah. at that the same way my uh grandfather used to tell me about dogs. If you got teeth, it'll bite you. If you got hands, it can hit mm-hmm. you. I ain't trying to hit that shit. That robot going to uprise, do a cartwheel, and drop kick the hell out of him. I told, um, I told, no, I saw um, a, a meme or whatever where they showed the Tesla robot, and then you scrolled over, and then you see Will Smith from iRobot with the surprise face. So, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, Will Smith was the one that showed it. I ain't fucking with it. I ain't fucking mm-hmm. with it at all. I ain't messing with them robot. That robot uprising will be real, man. Ain't got time for no T one thousands coming to ruin but my day. Keep me a super super soaker in a trunk. Super know, soaker. They look like it was. It's made with plastic. Yeah, you gonna do with a super soaker? I'm aiming for joints. I'm trying to rush fuckers out. Man, they got waterproof cell pump phones, man. You know they built that thing waterproof. That thing probably can go through the jungle and all kinds of shit. Because you know that because you know if they making it, they they really making it so that they can try to figure out a way to use it for war. Mm-hmm. Give me some acid. Always next. That's the only reason. If they get some kind of government grant or anything like that, that's what they use. They I would say they're getting the government grant and it's gonna be under the 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 uh the guise of um just knowledge you know scientific knowledge building and stuff like that or whatever but in the back of the head um the government is like yeah let's get this before somebody else gets it and put guns to it yep 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 yep. yeah they're probably making a tony starks what'd you say faith they probably already got 20 of them out there now uh-huh. This is true. <clears throat> I would not yeah. argue against that. You probably right. Over there doing Say, secret and taking down and shit. Yeah. They said um that uh Musk, who has spoken repeatedly about his fears of runaway or artificial intelligence, the guy that has the Tesla bot has fears of artificial uh, artificial intelligence. So why the hell are you making it? I think. I think it's the Tony Stark's thing, or whatever. Trying to yeah, make it Tony first Stark, so man, Ultron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that too, but I also think it's I think it's more bragging rights, man. I think it's more bragging rights than anything. Uh, Elon Musk wants to be Tony Stark's so bad. He's even been in the movie, so 
and he's trying to beat he's trying to beat Tony Stark before um, Jeff Bezos becomes Lex Luthor without the smarts. And um, what was the other guy? Richard Brandon, something like that. They got the the Branson Virgin Branson. Yeah, they yeah, got the, the um, space. Um, I don't know what you would call that. The space ride or whatever. Space yeah. cruise. Space cruise. Yeah. I don't like, know if that's really what it's called, but it's not right. I think that's what cruise. he's leading up to. He's trying to be like the, the motherfuckers from Fifth Element. They got the the, the spaceship cruise ship mm. with the blue lady singing opera and whatnot. But whatever. But I really think he like money that would make I, I heard shit. You got a space cruise. Exactly. Exactly. Shit. And I, I think they if they if they're not the one mm-hmm. to invent it, they want to be the one to spark the company years down the line that will create everything in the future or whatever. Yeah, they be doing too damn much. Mm-hmm. No, nah, they they well, they watched all those futuristic nineties movies or whatever. Because I mean, if you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, and and um what you say, Faye? Them niggas is just trying to repeat what they seen in the movies with their money. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Because well, I, I mean, hope if it you... don't end like them movies. Them movies be ending wild and shit. Exactly. But you but, know, like um, in got... movies, in like um, in like science fiction, they all they got like some kind of communicator device that they can talk directly to people all over or whatever. That's yeah. pretty much all social media mm-hmm. is now. Social media is the backbone of all that little stuff that you've seen on science, um, science fiction or whatever. When you, when they had you know, the, the beginning of it, the phones that had the hologram or whatever, that's about to happen. That's about to happen. They already got hologram concerts. They're gonna have yeah. that soon. Yeah, you're right on but that. He says the Tesla bot is intended to be friendly, quotation marks, but that the company is designing the machine at a mechanical level so that you can run away from it and most likely overpower it and it will be five feet eight inches tall weigh 125 pounds and have a oh i'll beat the shit out that robot i'll beat the shit out Mm -hmm. yeah never mind yeah so so now you feel comfortable yeah i'll beat the hell out of that robot yeah yeah option the code name for the bot is um is called uh optimus what else they have they the robots are designed to handle tasks that are unsafe repetitive or boring man yeah that's pretty oh, much it. the main shit. thing so the migrant workers about to really lose their jobs yeah that's what i mean I that's see this being used as like for mass mm-hmm. jobs like that like factories and uh farms and shit like that yeah. so the odd so the companies with the oh, racist uh, bosses would just get robots. But at the same time, they may still want migrant workers because the robots and the maintenance for the robots may be expensive. See, crazy white people? Well, they, they didn't, ain't nobody took your job. Nobody took your job. No, who took your These job? These robots taking you your did. job. <laughs> you took their job. Tell you what, though, I still don't care. I don't care how much the Elon is. You better not make no damn robot to come fuck with me. I ain't got time for this shit. So enough shit out here to get a black man. I ain't got time to be facing no robots and having standoffs with, with toasters and shit. Uh, look, just because you can beat up the robot, though. Oh, well, go ahead, Faith. 
They are also making advances in technology. Y'all ever seen a movie Minority Report where they could predict crimes before they happen? Oh, yeah, it's been going on. With the pre yeah, They're working on that now, too. Oh, geez. Oh, they've been on. What they yeah, doing with pre They've been doing that. that. That's a concept that's been going on for a while. Like, like I've seen it in all kinds of media, especially comic books. Everything starts from comic books, it seems like. But right. yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I was going to say. Oh, I don't yeah. know. People, people don't don't buy the Tesla bots and just use it as your sparring partner because you couldn't beat up nobody else in your life or whatever. <laughs> I can just see people just getting the getting the Tesla bot and then putting the screen on their face of somebody they don't like and then just starting to. They run it away from it and then start punching it like they're super fast or they want to be Goku or something to the Tesla bot or whatever. Don't do that because that that's going to be don't. the thing that sparks the the artificial intelligence rebellion. Mm. And yeah, the next that, thing that you know, is very possible. Next thing you know, we're gonna have Sentinels and stuff killing us. All kinds of crazy stuff from the X Men. All the other stuff. No robots. I robot. The Matrix. If it lets me turn into Wolverine or the Hulk, though, I'll take it. Yeah, if you, you I, I'll keep Wolverine's, you know, healing factor. I don't want his, his, I don't want his claws. I'm gonna be honest with you, because every time, every time the claws ripped out of his um hands, he feels it. That shit hurts every single time. Good point. I don't want it. I'll take the Hulk power. Every single time. I don't want that. I'll take. I already said it. I'll take his healing factor and Bishop's power. So like laser rays and stuff and bulletproof skin. I'll take that. <laughs> if I have bulletproof skin, I really won't need the healing factor, but you never know. Somebody come through with a hollow or something. I might need that healing factor. <laughs> Face is weak. <laughs> Face weak as heck. Oh, he's just stone. It, that could be a possibility. Skin shit. Huh? You said it's what? Your bulletproof skin. <laughs> yeah, I no bullet, bulletproof skin. See my moisturize. Oh man, I don't know, man. If I depending on the bulletproof skin, man, I might be shiny. I might be shiny as heck. If I put oh, lotion on me, man. Oh, but I'm like <laughs> what if I like if I'm like Colossus and then my skin just turned metal and shit every time fully hit or whatever? Oh man, the women would love me. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that is a good and fuckery, y'all. <laughs> okay, now with the end of the good and fuckery comes the beginning of. Faces movie segment this week. We're going with five movies that deserve prequels, sequels, or remakes, and five movie sequels that should not have been made. Now, first off, we have The Goonies. Great movie. Great, great movie. I think it deserves a sequel. Group of kids get together, go on a little treasure adventure, treasure hunt, find and shit at the end. But it just leaves you off like, okay, they saved their neighborhood and they just go to Mary Way. No, we know they still was in the same neighborhood. They all just did chill together. They all went on another adventure. Show us the next adventure. 
something else had to they happen. got rich so i would love to see like, them as adults and see like maybe the, the money was cursed so they got to go back and put some back or something something right like the ship just went off into the sea like give me give me a second movie with that one the goonies that deserves a sequel man bring that back 2021 we got some good kid actors nowadays. We feel me like we can we can make something good now. True. Second one, Blue Streak. I think that deserves a sequel. That was a good movie. Blue Streak, man. Come well, Martin, baby, you jumpy baby. That was that Jay Z Dave song. Chappelle yeah. stole the show in that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pure gang, scene still. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the show in that shit. Man. But I'm saying we can do a part two of that one too, man. Like Martin got away, went to Mexico. Some could have made him have to come back to the States with Dave Chappelle. You feel me? Like Martin found out he had a son. Dave Chappelle was he, the son came up on the Dave Chappelle wing and he was a messed up criminal too. He had to come back and save his son in a son of a situation. Hmm. Could have been a son, man. Like Blue Street 2. Along the same head. lines, another uh, all about the Benjamins wouldn't have been bad too, along that same style of movement. Yeah, I, I, I'd appreciate that one too. Now, another sequel. Now, these two, I couldn't just settle on five. So these two are tied for the third place. Number two, uh, number three sequels, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Hmm. I need it. I need the next part of that, man. That is true. It just left you all like... What the fuck happened? Going down, man. Like, Toontown, is something else going to happen? It got to. <laughs> you ain't just say it in Toontown. It's like, happening. What the fuck happened? Them crazy-ass tunes, man. Give it to me. You can get all these other animated movies coming out. If you can make a Space Jam 2, you can make a Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2. That's true. I was literally now, thinking that. Right beside, right beside that, personal favorite, Big Trouble in Little China, man. Now, Rock said he was going to remake the jump a couple years ago. Never never came out. But I don't know if it's still in the making. But if so, that'll be a great, great movie to remake. You said The Rock or Rock? Rock. Rock. Like The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Okay, I thought you meant like rock, like old Charles Dutton, bald head, black man. Old not Joey! <laughs> not him. No, not him. <laughs> Big Show from China, man. That, that was one of my personal favorite movies, man. Like, I, I was about I to be it. like, what the hell, old Charles Dutton, yeah, strong neck ass going to Go see that movie. Go, go, go Google it, bring it up. It's on YouTube, free with no ads. We're free with ads, man. Look it up, man. YouTube movies, Big Trouble, Little China. It deserves a sequel. That's- Joey, I think it might be on Netflix. It might be on Netflix. I don't know. It might be. Now, this movie, I deserve it. I think it deserves a 2021 or 2022 remake, New Jack City, with newer actors in it. Because we got a a couple good actors out there on black or white. It really don't matter because you had a multitude of different positions they could play in the movies, Um, especially for the criminals and the cops. You feel like whoever will play the ice tea role. Will be a good good actor for that. I don't really know off the top of my head who could play who would play that role, but I think that movie deserves a remake. Um, and Me, the next one I, think I can play Ice the role. Prequel, Training Day. Training Day needs a prequel, man. I know who should play Ice T role. Juicy Smollett. So come say. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> I said the cops. I said the cops. No, because you said I know hey, the yo, way you said it. Hey, yo, I thought I'm you sorry. Were say that. I'm gonna tell y'all about the mental bad work when y'all said the cops. 
I imagine the Pookie scene where he in there and it's like thundering and lighting outside. He's in there with the crack pipe. And I just imagine him sitting there with a burger like, oh, I've been trying not to put my dick in this burger. Oh! And then he just... <laughs> and they just show the, the shadow of him in, in the rain with the burger <laughs> as lightning strikes around him. Whatever that movie was with the scene, they said, I got these two cheeseburgers, man. Minister Society. Okay, yeah, that's the come say. Yeah, don't eat them cheeseburgers. Mm-mm. I don't think that's cheese. A different like movie for a cheese. different couple. <laughs> Swiss something. I don't like Swiss. Overload? Okay. No. With the end of the beginning list of the prequels, sequels, and remakes comes these bullshit sequels that were made that should never have been made. I'm going to start off with one movie I fucking hate that should never be made. Belly 2. Oh, my Why? God. Amen. Agreed. Why? Agreed. I hate they should never, should never be made. They should never stand off for the title being used. It, it wasn't even nothing dealing with the first movie. It, it was nothing. It, there was games day in the hood. That all that movie was. They won't belly. Yeah, no, I saw a couple bellies, but the movie won't about belly. Like nothing. Movie should never and, be made, man. And whoever that Asian girl in that one scene that was talking that whole time, that was just talking up a storm the whole time in the middle of some kind of deal. I that's the one part of that movie I remember. She needed to shut up. She annoyed the heck out of me. I don't know who picked her, but she she used that moment as her time to shine. And it annoyed the heck out of me. So yeah, I'm gonna shut up. That was my rant about Belly. And um, the game, you do so much flaw shit. And Belly it too is on your list of flaw shit that you do. We'll we'll use that as another topic for another time. Yeah, that was one of the it. worst movies ever made. Nah. Yes. Next on the bullshit movies that should never be made. Blade Three. Horrible. <laughs> Blade 2? Okay. Is that the one with Blade Ryan Reynolds and them? Yeah, and, and they got Triple H. They had Triple H as a vampire. Yeah. I didn't mind it that much, man. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but it wasn't good. And it wasn't as good as the first two. Agreed. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't add to the second one. You feel me? It didn't add. It didn't make At the all. trilogy. Like that movie being been the best one of all three films like if you're going to make a trilogy and you're going to come out the blade two and blade one blade three should have been something to top it off to make that that uh, uh, uh all-time trilogy but you just damage the, fr- the franchise with making that bullshit movie trying to pile too many stars and all let's bring a wrestler in let's bring this person in no motherfucker you you, you it was definitely too star heavy you feel me you bring the light off of blade it's blade it's about blade not smart ass mouth ryan reynolds not triple h not the other people not the no man, you try to do too much, man. Anytime they try to do too much in a in a sequel, you you fucking up, and you end That's up right. fucking up the whole franchise, which they did. That's why Blade is not looked at in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it should be, because of that third bullshit movie. Now, number three, Independence Day two. What was the point? We killed the aliens in the first one. We knew if they came back, we were gonna kill their ass in the second one too. So you wasted all that money making a number two. But the same same fucking result. We still won. Guess what? I was smart. I never saw Independence Day do so. To me, ID Four is still the first one. The, the original is still the only one that exists to me. I, 
I'll say I seen parts of it, but I didn't look all I didn't finish it. I refuse to watch it. It's no need to watch. It's it's a waste of money. It, it was a waste of money. The movie was okay for what it was, but to be a sequel, no, no, you did nothing more than we did in the first one. You didn't kill them even more. You still killed them. Then we lost some people. In the you first didn't one, we kill lost them even more. We killed some more aliens. So we still won the battle with the aliens. I mean, I can see if it ended differently and be like, oh, it set us up for a part three where the aliens came in and really fucked us up and we lost. And then that, that's just how the movie ended. We just lost. But no, we still won. So no point. I, I like the I like Next the one. concept that they use like the aliens technology and stuff like that. But the aliens They did that got, in the first one almost. Uh, no, I mean mm-hmm. like at, at this point or whatever, they didn't infuse it with modern day technology or whatever with everywhere in the world. So like I like that aspect of it. And then the but it's like they came back bigger and better. You would think it would be a lot more devastation or something like that. Like if if this if they're smart enough to go light years away over to another planet, it makes no sense that the that the planet that they're taking over that is less that's primitive compared to their technology wins. Like it just doesn't make any freaking Twice. sense. Twice. Twice. Two times. Two 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 times. I can I can understand the aspect of like all right they can't breathe our air and that's that was their weakness or whatever but they come back they came back with the knowledge that hey we can't breathe their freaking air and then the aliens are stupid for trying to take over a planet where they can't breathe at yeah they stay coming here doing stupid shit like that either that or they like imper- or they or they uh allergic to water it's it's dumb. You're just dumb shit. It's millions of planets. It's billions of planets in the universe. Why, why didn't you scan us first? You you pick one that you can't live on. Like, what? That don't make any sense. This is my thing. They make movies with aliens that are smart enough to have this advanced technology, but dumb enough not to plan before they do all this bullshit. At all. Came no. all the way over here with no plan. Yeah. So, next movie. Big Mama's house too. What the fuck? Why? That was a money grab, man. That's how mm-hmm. it was. Was a money. So was the third one movies. with the with the new boy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All those were money grabs. Big Mama's house two and yeah. three. I should put this list. Both of them are evil. But <clears throat> Big Mama's house two and three. Why? Martin. That was just to get Martin some money after he had lost his career. Thanks for money. But those movies shouldn't have been done. I know they brought you a certain part, a certain amount of family revenue because it's a good family movie. People can go see it and all that. No, that I, I saw it on bootleg. I ain't gonna lie. Both of them, two and three, both suck. One I didn't particularly like that much, but it is what it is. It didn't garner enough. Any anytime a man, anytime a black man wears a dress in a movie, I feel like that's a money grab. I feel like that's a money grab anyway, period. There's no other reason why they would do it. Oh, it's for, you know, the art of funny. It's a lot of things that's funny in the world, man. Uh, a man in a dress say, <clears throat> ain't too funny to me. <laughs> like, it just looks ridiculous. Last one on my list that should have been Fast and Furious 3 through 9 should never have been made. 
And I don't think and after the first one should have been me. Nah. Anyone at? But what about family? <laughs> hey man, nah. damn family. I don't know them niggas. I'll, I'll tell I mean, you who, I'll tell you. How many race cars? I mean, damn. It, well, hold it, on. The, what? I would say the plot started going away from that whole genuine thing. Because, you know, Fast and Furious came out in that age yeah. where there was the Biker Boys movie and all that other stuff. And that was like the main one that jumped. I, I will tell you the one that I don't, I, I feel like there was no purpose of making it was that Tokyo Drift one with Bow Wow. That's three. That's three. I don't know which one it is, but I will say I can I can tolerate three through nine if it gives me that scene where they were at the cookout at the end, and uh, uh, I think it was uh Tyrese or somebody tried to joke on the rock, and the rock said somebody's forehead and like clown the shit out of him real quick, and it uh, won't supposed yeah. to be in the. It was like improv, but it made it to the movie. Uh huh. If you give me that moment over and over again, three is now worth it. And Tyrese been emotional about that scene ever since. <laughs> Tyrese been emotional since he got off that damn bus singing Speed Lady. Called and talking about some doo 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 always Coca Cola. Look, Tyrese, we're, birth- we're birthday twins and all, but you you gotta get your shit together, man. You need to go chill out with LeBron when our other birthday twins or whatever. Stay away from Tiger Woods. Go chill with LeBron and get your life together. Or oh, oh, he are, he a, he a thirtieth. Him, Tiger Woods, and LeBron, and the Padawan. <clears throat> I see it in the other two, but I don't see the Capricorn in that nigga. That nigga that weird. I don't know what's up with him. He must got some Sagittarius rising or some 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 Aquarius moons or something. That ain't no Capricorn. Nah, he he just he just fucked up. Like that's that's him. Uh, the anomaly, the anomaly in the Capricorn. And now we're gonna move on. What more Capricorn. do you want from me? Motherfucking taverns. Motherfucking taverns. Sweet lady, <laughs> won't you be mine? Sweet no. boy, I can sing. I ain't gonna lie. She will. <laughs> Jody, Jody, that Jody, is you. Are you t- that the Jody? The head the Jody. Now nah, Jody. <laughs> hey, before I move on to my next segment, I want to bring up this fact, man. The two people related in the Hollywood industry who people keep forgetting are brothers, and one of them is so underrated: Omar and Cuba Gooding Jr. You feel me? These okay. niggas are brothers. These niggas. Are brothers. <laughs> Omar's underrated like shit. How you think that make me feel, Jody? You think really? I feel like a man? And what was that Nickelodeon show this nigga was on? Wild the Crazy Kids, nigga. That was the best Nickelodeon oh. show ever. Wild the Crazy Kids that was that show. Omar's Hand so Hand. underrated, man. He and hanging with Mr. Rubber. Cooper. He was on hanging with Mr. Cooper, too. Yes. Say, say, say it again, Pat. We ain't hear you. Go ahead and say it again. You know we can hear you. He was. Right? Oh. Okay. Hey, you want me to Cooper? Nigga gave us three translations of that shit. It sounded like he was practicing for like an audition. Hanging with Mr. Know. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Cooper? 
Koopa. We got Koopa. Last time I heard, man, I just want to bring up something serious, man. It's homelessness in America, man, and what's going on with it. Now, from a couple of videos I've been watching, man, it's a lot of different reasons why people are homeless. And, and, and a lot of these major cities, there's a, there's a lot of homelessness going on, but what is really being done for us? So I just want to highlight a couple of things about homelessness situation in America and just, just vibe on it real quick. Um, first, they want to bring up, like, in a lot of major cities, especially New York, there's a, a very large population of homelessness, not homeless people, but a population of those people are medical refugees. A lot of people move to New York because a lot of medication they give there are free. And people move there and don't have nowhere to live because they need the free medication. So they choose, I, I can either go there and live off my medication and just find a way to do it, or I can live where I'm living at now with my income and then can't provide for my health. So people are put in situations like this because how our medical industry is. So people, are, some people are made homeless just because of medical decisions they have to make to get their medicine. And in a country like America, that that they shouldn't. Have, Shouldn't be a decision you have to make. At all. You should be able to get your medicine and be able to make a living for yourself. To me, a medical refugee had to live on the streets because you, you you have to make that decision so you can get your medicine. That ain't right, man. And my next thing, as the numbers continue to grow with homeless the homeless population, why has no billionaire really stepped up to do nothing? Um, we give out humanitarian humanitarian awards every year. To people who have all this money, but what are they truly doing to be humanitarians? Like the most humanitarian thing I could think of is trying to help in this homeless thing. You feel me? Like we have <clears throat> in these large cities and even in these small cities where actually you have large communities of homeless people who've taken over blocks, or and that's just known as their area. I mean, it's so so many rundown buildings in these same communities that we can't repurpose and do something for these homeless people, get them off the streets. Yeah, it's millions of programs of pedophiles and bullshit like this, but you don't have no programs you can put homeless people in who just don't have it. You may have somebody who's mentally incapable of doing something for themselves, but they're just out on the street because, just because decisions, you feel me? Like sometimes it's somebody's decisions and life decisions who made them get out on the street. Other times it's just life situations. But at the end of the day, it's too many billionaires and millionaires in America we floss and ball and all this other shit, but when it comes to helping the next man and really helping our people, like what fucking what color you are, like it's too much money in America to have people on the streets, man. It is. No, that that's a hundred percent real. That's real mm -hmm. shit. Um, well, all these architects, you feel me? Like, you know, architects want to do nothing pro bono all this bitch. You feel me? Like it, it's all this land out here. All these millionaires and billionaires want to buy land and build communities. Buy some land, get some storage containers, make some residences out of storage containers. That's a new thing now. You can you can make a house out of storage containers. You feel me like very easily, it's very cheap as well. You can do this and, and just make a little community for them. They're no longer homeless, they have a residence, and you can do a program. You feel me? If you think they're on drugs or something, put them in a program, make that a condition of them living in the place. Boom. Do different shit. Give them incentives to try to get out of the situation they're in. Or you just contribute to the situation. If you're like, if we're not helping, we're we're not doing shit. We're contributing to it. Mm -hmm. it's, it it's 2021. We got the technology to do anything and everything we want to do, but we still dealing with the same homeless situation we were dealing with the 60s, 70s, 80s, and it's only getting worse. Yeah, I was about to say. I, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was about to say it is getting worse. And I, I see it's like so many vacant buildings just there's just out there. And I see these buildings, then they've been been there for like forever, ain't been used or anything. Be there for like 10 years. And you, you just imagine how many people could probably fit that could live in that building, pretty much. No, nah, that's real. And uh I I'll say this morally, you're right about every single thing you said. Um, I think the biggest issue with the solutions that you posed or even billionaires getting together and like really doing something about it is say they got together, they made them uh, containers into the homes. They got them up and running with electricity and plumbing. Um, They got the people off the streets, got them uh, help with their drugs and all that stuff. Right. The amount of jobs available in this country still doesn't equal the amount of the amount of people that are currently homeless when you consider what homeless really means. So like what the problem ends up being is the jobs that would be available to a lot of them wouldn't necessarily grant them the money to be able to maintain the home after they given it. So with property taxes, with like just home repair and stuff breaks down around the home and stuff like it's not sustainable. So like a lot of, as long as we're under capitalism, nobody's going to invest that type of money for something that's not going to be able to sustain and actually be a long-term solution to the problem. Like it'll stop gap for like maybe a generation, but then as the homeless population builds up again, as those homes deteriorate, as people can't afford them no more, et cetera, we right back to square one. I think the the biggest, easiest way to fix it is to do what you said, do, but like get to a socialist system where like the people control the money through a democratically elected government. Like had a government kind of dole out the funds and they, they act as like the banker and they, they basically pay all of the utilities and stuff for those people, for your housing or whatever. And those people's contribution to basically pay for that or to, ha- or to have the government pay for them is for them to actually doing work. So them going to do some type of jobs that provide to this society, that's what substantiates the government being paying for their utilities and stuff. Then it can work because then you, you got a way for them to like really be able to sustain that. But I think that's the biggest issue is just we, we, we're so such, that's why we got so many homeless. Like we're so stuck on such a greed based society where it's like, I got to get mine over you getting yours. It pushes out a lot of people who may just need some help, but instead of people reaching out to help, it's like, well, why would I, if it's not going to be sustainable and then I'm going to have to give up my resources. I'll just keep all my resources. Man, it brings me to another point. How much, role should the government truly play in assisting it? You know, because, because at the end of the day, the government is for the people, by the people. You know? But if the people don't care, what can the government truly do at the end of the day? Um, so then it falls on the hands of those who have and those who want to help. That's why I brought up the billionaires in the first place. You know? Because at the end of the day, these billionaires are true trendsetters. These billionaires influence the everyday person to do whatever. We got a billionaire right now, we say, let's wear holy clothes and shoes that look like space shoes. People are gonna do it and go buy this shit and walk around to look homeless, who are not really homeless. Speaking of Kanye West, because the clothes this motherfucker puts out all wild as shit and has these holes in it and motherfuckers looking walking around looking like they dirty as shit with brand new clothes. Yeah. This same crazy motherfucker said, you know what, I'm going out for every day for the next year and I'm going to get a homeless person in here 
how many people on his level would just try to do it just because this motherfucker doing it. I'm going to outdo him. He doing one person. I'm going to do two. Now, small scale operation like that, where they going out and they getting like one person, they just helping them a little bit, maybe not give building them a whole home and all that, but like, let me get you some job assistance. Let me get you some drug assistance. Let me get you some uh, fresh clothes, you know, an interview or connect you with some people. That 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 could be something that would be dope. That could be a dope trend that could get started if a billionaire did it. That's that's something that is actually feasible. Now. The shit that Jay-Z, I forgot who doing it with, with Jay-Z, but they just um they big investors in what and just um rent the home home, rent the home home and shit now. They just invested in it. I forgot who doing it with Jay-Z with this they getting with this with this rent the home company and becoming a real big So I mean that's gonna help. But shit on that scale, oh y'all motherfuckers get in on that shit. Y'all got the money to do it. You feel me? I think then, it might be Will Smith. If ACOG can bring power to Africa, they can damn sure do it. You feel me? Like, y'all rappers, y'all spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a chain. <clears throat> For what? And they're going to preach them diamonds and appreciate with no value. You feel me? That fluctuates. Help a motherfucker out. You feel me? Pay that shit forward. Somebody had to give you a record deal. Help one motherfucker. I ain't telling you to heal the world with your money and go broke trying to change the world. Well, goddamn, the next homeless motherfucker you see and you know he homeless, take that motherfucker and change his life. I tell you how you change a homeless person's life. When you see a motherfucker struggling before they are homeless, when you see a motherfucker just struggling, go ahead and help him then. If you got mm-hmm. the means to do something at that moment, it, even before if he gets some, sometimes it's as simple homeless. as just being a shoulder to listen, being somebody that can be there for them and be emotional support for them. Cause a lot of people that's homeless, it starts as like mental and emotional issues that's, that's unchecked. Financial. You know what I'm saying? It's not always financial. Sometimes it's like they end up financially destitute because they're going through severe depression or manic episodes or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or just life issues that then drove them over the edge and the cause them to have mental breakdowns. So I think one of the biggest things we could do that's free is to just what what can we do even on a just small level? Like, let me just be there to listen to your story real quick. Let me just see if I know somebody that can help you with, with what you're saying. I might not have the means, but I might. My uncle might be able to hook you up with a job, or at least put point you in the right direction. Like helping people before they get homeless. You know what I mean? It needs to be like no, a no, cultural, no. like some type of cultural change or whatever. Because in our capitalist society we look homelessness poverty is looked down and frowned upon period and it doesn't it's not all right some is like looked at with some sympathy but for the most part or whatever it's looked at more like an illness that you don't want to get you don't want to touch them you don't want to go near them you feel like if you touch them you end up getting broke too pretty much and that is like the mentality of the capitalist society. So like in order to change, you would have to change the system up some type of way. Like I feel that, like- that, Yeah. The capital like, drives the mentality behind people thinking that they have to be in this rat race and that they have to outdo yeah. somebody. If you get it to where the mentality shifts <laughs> us all for one through the government mm-hmm. and it becomes part of our policies and procedures, it's easy to shift the mentality, but as long as the system is set up to support people who are greedy, you're going to lean more toward that being the dominant thought process as opposed to 
what is really our natural thought process, which is to be communal and to like kind of, you know, help each other out. And I do this and you do that and you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Like it's the, it's the system that fucks everything up. I think, and, and then along with that, it's like you, even with people, some people that they give or whatever and they make a spectacle of it. I think one is not like when someone actually does something, I don't think it's actually blown up more than it should. Like, I feel like spectacles and drama and trivial stuff is blown up more than somebody highlighting if they did something positive, which is only, which is also part of the mentality that people really just tune in when there's some type of spectacle or controversy and everything. But that's also because this capitalist society and the way media is set up has got our minds into thinking that way um, pretty much. So like, it's a whole, it's a cultural and it's a cultural thing that needs to be done to be, to push onto the government so they can push on to the people that actually have the money and the resources to do so. Because, I mean, even, even, even with um, some like philanthropists or whatever, like a lot of them, they get a lot of uh, tax write-off. I don't know, maybe if we reward them with more tax write-offs or whatever, but or a bigger tax write-off for doing something like that or whatever, but it's, it's not you're not going to get too many people that's going to do something unless they're going to get something out of it pretty much. Like that's, that's the whole problem. Most people are not, most people don't mind working as a team or building with their fellow man, but most people are not altruistic by nature at this point. We've been Mm -hmm. in hierarchical societies for too long, whether it be the feudal system, the caste system, capitalism, um, even communism where the government is literally big brother type shit where they run every aspect of the people's lives um you're basically looking at a bunch of different systems where there's a reward for you being the top of something the only system that i could think of that i know of i'll say that i've studied enough of to kind of (laughs) understand is socialism because that's a system where like even the government itself the power of them to do anything is given to them strictly by the people and the people can take it away at any point. You know what I'm saying? Like the people are where everything resides and it's spread evenly. It's not like, like there's no incentive for me to make more than Padawan when me and Padawan gonna have the same thing. No matter how much money I got, I'm still gonna have what Padawan had because that's how the system dictates. When it's set up like that, I lose the incentive. There's no more... I need a better car than him to get a better woman than him to get a better perceived life than him. There's no more need to stunt or flex on anybody because we're all having the same access to the same thing. So at that point, it becomes more about character values, actual talents and skills. He's going to be considered cooler or whatever based off of his actual personality and the talents he brings to the table. He's an, he's an artist. So he's going to automatically get more cachet socially in certain aspects because he can do more in that aspect as far as talent. But it's not going to be based on him having more money than me or anything. Mm -hmm. And at at that point as well, the money is so evenly distributed. It's not this top heavy thing where we got where like 
the just the people in the government or just the monarchy or just the top one percent got all the money. Everybody got the money. So it's like there's no room for poverty because the tech there's enough money for everybody to technically have a home, live comfortably, and the technology we have of where we could all eat. The problem is the top groups in each society, whether it be in a dictatorship, whether it be in a communist society, whether it be in a monarchy, whether it be in a uh, a republic like we have, where it's based off capitalism, the whole world is run by systems where the top part keeps all of the wealth and resources and are rewarded for that mentality. Uh Whereas we need a system where that's flipped on its head, where you're rewarded for actually being good where you're rewarded for actually putting work and time into a skill that benefits others. You feel me? Like those are things that like changes the mentality because now I don't have this pressure of, I need to get this stuff because if not, I can't be successful. And when, when that pressure is alleviated, now I can focus on just what am I passionate about? Uh-huh. People are mistreating me, not because I have less than them, but because literally I'm a jerk. How do I fix that? Like, I'm able to focus on certain things because the focus isn't on what I got. It, got, it also got to be a, a system that can't be corrupted or persuaded by companies more right. than the more than the um, the citizen. Like right. it can't the company can't outweigh the citizen. The citizens um, uh, view of it should outweigh the company pretty much because mathematically population wise or whatever the you have a population of people against one person they well, you gotta try think, to treat in a socialist society though companies are not for profit companies are to serve the greater good so at that mm-hmm. point it's like you have people working in these factories and these companies and these tech companies their job is not to make more money than somebody else their job is to literally make a higher quality product to serve the greater good because the company itself is technically the money, the, the money that it makes goes into funding the infrastructure and the government and running the public systems. It, it, it goes to funding healthcare. It goes to providing college education and schools for anybody who wants it. It goes to creating um equal access to housing to where there are no homeless people because we all live in a similar style house to where my house is not better than yours. So I don't need Mm -hmm. a mansion. I have what my family actually needs. I have the size house that fits my family size as opposed to me living in excess. So again, like if you was to break down a system where you start at socialism and then you take all of these fundamental aspects of like what does real socialism entail? You eliminate that corporate greed. Because now a company's not ran by a profit margin, a, cor- a company's worth to the government and to the people and to the society is literally how, how good of a quality product and how useful is this to us on a day-to-day basis. Which means that the scientists at a corporation, they not worry about meeting the deadline, they worry about churning out the top-notch creation that they can come up with. A musician isn't worried about their bottom line because they will make the same thing that the school teacher makes. They're now literally just freed up to think about how can I make the absolute best piece of music that I can come up with? How can mm-hmm. I express myself in this drawing or this painting the most free way I can? 
how can I teach this lesson to these children in the most retainable way possible for them? You see what I'm saying? Like the mentality shifted because you're not out for profit. Everything, like you're guaranteed a set amount of money that covers your basic bills and needs to pay these companies that are then paying the government to run all of these larger social programs. So it's mm-hmm. like every, everybody's working for the greater good. So it's like, I don't have a pressure to go in the rat race. My only pressure is how can I raise my societal standing through my good works? Like, if you think about it, if you eliminate money, right, and you eliminate like that class system to things, there's no racism because now my race don't mean shit. My race doesn't guarantee me certain privileges. All my race guaranteed me is that I burn quicker or less quick in the sun. <laughs> my nose is going yeah. to be shaped a certain way. But outside of that, like my culture still, my ethnicity still will mean something, but my race really ain't gonna mean nothing no more because racism was a construct created in order to subjugate other human beings and provide mm-hmm. a rationale for it. So when you eliminate that capitalism aside, like all of those other structures that have sprung from a caste, feudal, or com- or um, capitalist mentality go away because the structures aren't there to support it anymore. Like the main reason racism and classism exist still today is because we have governmental systems and policies that support that line of thinking. That's my that's my opinion. I mean, you know, I'm sure a sociologist or a political scientist could come on here, you know, and maybe school me on it. And I'd love to learn more about it. But it's definitely something to the system leading the mentality more than the mentality leading the system. I'm glad you explained socialism because most people, they're, you know, like a conservative or somebody on one of them conservative news channels or something like that. They treat it like it's communism. Which socialism is, is welfare. Things. Socialism is welfare. Ugh. It's a system that the people need this. So the so the government uses the revenue raised by the people investing in the government to provide this for those people who can't do it through their own jobs or that don't have jobs. So it's like it's basically like the greater good. The tax dollars that we spend provide socialist mm-hmm. care that gets babies health care for free through Medicare and Medicaid. Like the 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 socialist policies we have allow families who don't have jobs or who don't have access to financial growth to still be able to feed their children and not starve to death. So like we already got socialism in certain ways. It's just our general style of government and system of economy is capitalism. We're just okay with certain social practices, socialist practices, when they benefit uh, the 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 society that has been deemed dominant, so because as of right now, Caucasian society is the tends to be the society that has dominated the economy in this country. I'll stick to just this country because of that. They get the benefits. Welfare wasn't provided when it was just black people that were poor after Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Welfare was provided where poor, where white people got poor due to the war that white people was in. White people got started welfare and Medicaid and all this stuff because they were poor as hell because they fucked up the economy due to the stock market crash because of their capitalist ways. Like, so the way you even it out to where it's not just one race or one group getting it, you got to destroy the whole system. You change the system, you change the mentality, and a lot of 
you will still have certain social problems that's gonna stem up because we human, we flawed. But uh-huh. the mass systemic problems that we have will be gone. That's my nope. opinion. You know, pod squad people, you know, watching this, let me know how I'm wrong. Let me know. <laughs> I'm open to the discussion, but I definitely feel like that. It's all about demand. Yeah, man, everything is a mentality, man. The system support mentalities. Like, think about it. The only difference between a black person in the suburbs and a black person in the hood and their trajectory in life and their expected outcomes is not their race, it's not their talent level. They could be born with the exact same IQ and all of that shit. It's simply the systems that surround them that either support their mentality being one way or support their mentality being another way. You grow up in a loving home where your parents love on you and provide for you and nurture you both emotionally, mentally, and financially. You're going to be, you have systems that now support your mentality being more of a positive outlook and more of a belief nature. You grow up in a system where everything around you, your finances are struggling, your emotional support is not there, and your everyday outlook that you see is poverty then that becomes your mentality. Like it, it's, uh-huh. your environment dictates your mentality. So like, you you know what I'm saying? You can overcome some of that with your mentality, but there has to be some, some certain basic levels of mass loss hierarchy of needs that are met for you to be able to overcome it mentally. Like uh-huh. if you're starving, you're, it's hard to have hope. Yeah. Because your brain is not wired to be in some, in, optimist mode it's some it's a survivalist mode i just need to make it to the mall how do Uh i live for the next few hours so like you break down the system you change the system you change the mentality of millions possibly billions of people worldwide immediately which is a slow and gradual process with yeah the whole point is to start you look at the happiest countries though a lot of them have socialist type a lot of their government is ran through socialist practices even in other words, help a nigga out. I said, in other words, rich motherfuckers, help a nigga out. Help somebody out. Shit. That's it, man. Reach each one, teach one, reach one, man. Like, if you got it, like... But help a motherfucker. Educate a motherfucker on how to get what you got. You feel me? Yeah. It ain't always a motherfucker who already got money and need an education on how to get to their level. Sometimes it's the motherfucker who only got five hours and need the education on how to get to 20. That's Help a nigga out. Big fact. Help a nigga out. Amen. Help a nigga out. Help a nigga out, man. And uh, speaking of helping nigga out, go ahead, face. That's my end of my topic. So we're going to move on to, I think it's, what's next? Uh, black businesses? Yes. And I was about to say, speaking of helping nigga out, man, um, we got a new black business. Face, tell them about the official launch of the new well, well, merch well, store well. and face of Artreclothing.com, Artreclothing.com, Yes, it's up and running, up and running. We have new styles coming out um, for the past few days daily. Um, uh, up and running, we have the merchandise from Pioneer Closet, including with some new Artreclothing.com merchandise. Um, we're going full live on September 15th on social media. We have the, the, the new social media pages coming September 15th. Um, going full scale, going out there, man. I'm trying to do this thing big. Um, once again, in gold, we're trying to get in Walmart. We're trying to get in JCPenney's. We have home items too now. Um, JCPenney has a home store. Trying to get to JCPenney's. Trying to get my towels in there, man. We got rtradeclothing.com. 
AllTrainClothing.com has towels as well. We have bags, towels, pillows, um, socks as well. Um, clothing. Come check us out, man. Support Come check us out. business, man. Support your boys, the partners, man. Um, Faith's been really pull grinding pull over the past. He's been grinding on the clothes since we started, but yes. over the past uh, maybe four months um, since he kind of initiated and said that he wanted to change the format and the things with the store, um, he really had his nose to the grind and he's really been like, he didn't, he didn't been researching different platforms. He didn't been researching the best, like the, the, the cheapest prices, the, the places that got the best fabrics, the <laughs> even down to like, who allows them to do the most as far as design options. So like, please, man, check out the store, cop you some, anything you want is on there, man. I don't, from the smallest to the largest, man, it's some of everything there, man. And the designs are dope. Um, whether it be partner's closet uh, merch or it be R-Tray merch, uh, get the merch, man. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed and you will be seeing us with our merch pretty soon uh, from the new store. Um, so support it, support it, support it, support it, support it. Um, can't say that enough, man. Um, support the hard work that my bro been putting in, man. Like, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. I fucks with this hoodie. You, oh, you can get this hoodie too. AC eighty three. clothing, baby. Get it, baby. Um, Pod Squad A three. Pod Squad A three. That's P O D Squad A three. We're not. So go ahead and get your discount on your first piece of merch, man. And um, represent a black business y'all rocking with anyway. So go ahead, love, uh, lo- show the love, man, and uh, support, 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 and get you something tangible for your donation. You want to donate, donate to the clothing, get you some merch, and then have something tangible in your hand, on your back, on your feet, on your on your legs, whatever the case may be. You feel me? Um, new styles head. dropping. Damn near weekly, man. Buckethead. Buckethead so. out Buckethead socks. Forgot I had hats out there too, man. Oh, I just peeped the Buckethead's on From the top to the bottom. Man, he got you. I just peeped the socks. Oh, yes, we got you, man. Our trade clothing. Our paint is coming out in the next. We got jogging pants coming out in the next couple of days. Our trade clothing, man. Come check us out, man. Like I said, save 15%. Pod Squad 8 3. Pod Squad 8 3. Saves you 15% on your total order, man. Come get your socks. I even got KJ on a couple of things, man. Y'all, y'all spoil us. Y'all fuck with us. I peep that. I peep that. I peep that. Oh, yeah. You feel me? I got KJ on some things over there, too. Man, get my my game up, man. Do my little thing. Um, Like I said, hard work in. Hard work pays off, man. Come check us out. Indeed, man. Um, And, um... If you do, if you want to just donate, man, and you want to support financially, man, but you ain't ready to maybe commit you know what I mean, to get your hoodie just yet. Go ahead and uh, stop by either our Buy Me A Coffee or Patreon.com pages, man. It's backslash the partners at both pages, so buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners or Patreon.com backslash the partners. Um, buymeacoffee.com allows you to donate for as little as a dollar. You don't have to sign up for a membership to donate there, um, but you get the same access on both. Um, you get behind the scenes access to us through our Discord server. You get access to Pod Squad members only events. Um, you get access to unedited versions of and video versions of every single podcast we record. So you get to see all the behind the scenes fuckery, mistakes, bloopers, all of that. Um, you will have access to obviously better promo codes um, by signing up for those memberships to all of the merch. 
Um, you'll get access to first drops. So when new merch drops, you'll get access to that stuff earlier. You will get um, early access to podcasts coming up. Um, so just get a lot of good stuff for those memberships. You can become a member for as little as five dollars on those. Um, you can also donate to us via Cash App um, at Dollar Sign Partner Tears One. Um, all proceeds from all donations go to all three of us. Um, we basically just split it up three ways and then use it to either better our lives that week or um, a lot of times we end up reinvesting it back into, you know, the partners, whether it be doing something new for the clothing, um, getting pat something for the comic book or, you know, getting some new equipment for somebody, you know, that the one out or whatever the case may be to improve the audio or video quality. So, you know what I mean? All financial donations are appreciated. Um, we really work hard on this, so you ain't got to. Because if you don't want to donate, that free and easy way you can support us is by simply joining our conversation, man. Comment. Leave a comment. Leave your thoughts and opinions. You disagree with something I said. You thought Face made a great point. You thought that thing with, that Pat said was funny. Tell us about it. Tell us how you feel. Allow us to interact with you. We actually do pretty much respond to every single comment. Um, if you say it, we respond to it. So it really is a conversation. Um, like your likes, your your five star reviews on all platforms. Um, that literally does help us get put into the algorithm where more eyes and ears can catch us every week. Um, so like, give us a thumbs up, please. Um, and subscribe if you knew. If this your first time listening to this podcast, you stumbled upon us somehow um via our social media pages or you just was randomly scrolling and gave us a second um go ahead and subscribe hit the notification bell if you're on youtube um make sure that you don't miss our content every week when it drops um and it again helps us out a, a tremendous amount um with our platforms so that we can again get more eyes and ears involved in these conversations each week um and if you want to get in touch with us if you want to talk to us if you want to communicate with us Outside of the podcast, you don't want to leave a comment. You want to have a build on some meme that we posted on some new trendy topic that's happening and we ain't talked about it yet on the podcast. How can they get in touch with us, Pat? T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S with the at sign in front of it. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can find us on Facebook, same way. Uh, actually, you can just put in a search, put T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. And we're there. We got two of them. There's the partners and as tis face pat are the partners so yeah bring them in we got the live show um if you have any videos you want us to comment on on the live show on sunday uh you didn't ask us but you could just send it to dm us on whatever social media of you choosing and uh we will respond indeed man and um if you can't remember all that if we done just threw too much at you and you like look I'm not going to remember all that, fellas. How can I just get all of that in one place? Go to thepartners.com. Um, I'll be updating it this week, so it'll be new vids on there. It'll be new. Uh, the clothing store link will be updated so that you can get to rtrayclothing.com via the uh, website. Um, but thepartners.com, T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S.com. Easy, simple, everything in one-stop shop. And uh, holler at us, man. Um, if you got ideas, topics, thoughts um, on topics for the podcast or for the live show um, where we react to topics and videos, DM us, 
at the at any of our social media platforms or send it to us via email at the partners podcast at gmail.com. The email is also available on the website. So the partners.com gets you to that too. Um, but yeah, man, hit us up. We love y'all. Thank y'all for joining us yet another week. And as always, I've been one third of the partners, your boy Tiz. And I was a wit. The other third of the partners, the partner, um, yeah. I said I was about to call myself the partner one. That's funny. We'll take oh, that. Well. The partner one. The partner no, one. Partner one. Oh, yeah. One yeah. one partner. One partner. <laughs> <laughs> one partner. All right, man. I'm the final piece. I'm face, and I'm leaving the place. Peace out. We are about this. Yeah. Hi.